It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. It's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. Yes! The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. I'll tell you what, guys, I am glad that we're only at a double header at the bend because I can't find any more songs that have the bend in them. <laughs> did, we, did, did we do Creedence Clearwater Revival last week? Was yeah, it? We Come did that around last. the bend. We did and that then one this last week, week was a bit of Elvis. Mm. You've done well, mate. I, I look forward to next week to see what you come up with. Oh, it'll be an interesting one. But this is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our mates at Kubota Building Australia. My name is Nim Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. And we've got to get straight to our first guest because he did absolutely superbly at uh, the Bend at Motorsport Park over the weekend, but we've got to give him a proper intro first. Heimgartner's got this. I can't see another car that's going to make a difference. Beautiful lap at a 28.58, one-tenth of a second faster than Jamie Winkup, the seven-time champion. Oh, Here's Heimgartner in almost side-by-side oh. side action. They're three wide into turn six, and Andre locks up and runs wide. Nobody saw Heimgartner coming there. First, second, and third. Rolled under all of our friends in New Zealand. They're doing a great job. It's out of control. Yeah, the Bend Motorsport Park was dominated by Kiwis, but it was also a great weekend at the office for the team at Kelly Racing. They've been on the road since about July, so it's been a long time since they've been back in a workshop. But uh, one man has been able to get some incredible speed out of it. Please welcome back to the driver's seat the one and only Andre Hunkgardner. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> a bit of a delay you know in the studio audience, the, the, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the thing I love about every time I come on is the intros. I need to get that hype, that hype reel for like at home. So like when people walk in, in my house, they can make it bloody awesome. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should set it up as your doorbell. So when someone rings your bell, <laughs> that's what plays. Well, mate, yeah, you are a, you are a hype beast, and you uh, you created a hell of a lot of hype over the weekend. Because let's be fair, it's been a relatively tough season so far with the Mustang. But this weekend at the Bend, you guys, oh, no, he had a pole, yeah, he has had a, had a pole, and he had some yeah, good speed. Yeah, SMP. I know, but it's really been a, sort of look at the look at really the results. Townsville, it was really yeah, Townsville, struggle. not great. But this weekend, mate, bang, one out of the gates. Well done. Yeah, I know. It's a good relief. I think everyone being on the road and that, that side of it, it's um, really hard when you're not getting results. And you know, our car, we haven't had time to develop it since we've been away and stuff like that. So it's been, um, you know, a bit, of a, a bit of a headache in some respects. But to turn up to um, 
good setup and we just went back to basics, how we had it on the first day. And um, yeah, as, you, as you saw, we're obviously fairly good, though. I'm yeah, very happy to get a, another trophy to add to the collection. Mate, uh, a little bit hard to hear there. We've got a little, a few little Telstra issues, but um, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, I mean, give, give everybody a bit of an idea because, you know, fair to say you were. Uh, you you didn't even turn into Struggle Street in Townsville. You actually didn't even make it there. So that's how bad it was. So to go like to go from that and to be second high point scorer for the weekend at Tail and Bend. That's like that's stuff that a a driver dreams of. You know, it never normally happens, but it's happened. I mean, give us a bit of an insight into how that happened. Um, it was yeah, it was something that was quite interesting. As I was saying, it's um. We sort of struggled, obviously, at at, at Townsville, um, but I think that's just not where our cars sort of suited. So um, when we went to Taylor and Ben, we knew we had to set up. We went, as I said, and um, it seemed to suit our car. So, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, didn't forget how to drive or discover <laughs> but um, it was definitely very strange that we could be, you know, so slow one weekend and then, you know, right up the front for the other. Mate, I guess, I mean, it is it is tricky, but it's funny how, like, obviously, you know, Tail and Bend are a very fast, flowing, smooth sort of track. There's no really curb, big curbs to hit. Um, obviously, total opposite to a street circuit. Um, how did your car, I mean, if I look back now, obviously, looking back to the only other street circuit, real street circuit that we've used this year, which is Adelaide. How did your car fare at Adelaide compared to, uh, in, in pace-wise and, and relative speed compared to, to Townsville? Because that sort of seems to be, at the moment, um, that style of track that you you are struggling a little bit at. Yeah, it's um, something we're not 100% sure of at the moment. So it, if, you, if you have the answer, please tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you one thing, it's not the shocks because they're all the same now. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you might have some people that might know. So yeah, it'd yeah, be handy yeah. if you're just a good bloke and would I'll, tell us. But, I'll, um, we're I'll, not... I'll see what happens through the week, mate. I'll see if I can get some info for you <laughs> and I'll, I'll shoot it off um, to you. Yeah, we're not, we're not too sure. I think um, obviously being away, we haven't had as much time as we'd wanted to sort of look over the data and fully understand what we're, what we've got and where the window is and whenever we think we've found a window like when we're on pole in Sydney you know we, we go to the next track with that and it doesn't necessarily um, work there so it's a very confusing thing I think uh, um, we have a couple of fundamentals with the car that are getting rectified at the moment um, that the guys back at the workshop have been working extremely hard on that will um, help to fix that and I think make the cars you know, um, a bit closer to what the other the other Mustangs are, so it might start making sense then. But um, yeah, it's a very difficult question to sort of answer. Yeah. So, mate, we look towards this coming weekend because we know that it's a double header at Tail and Bend, but there's going to be a change in the circuit for this weekend. We're going to use, I think they call it the West Circuit. Explain what that's going to do because everything I'm reading in the press, and I've never seen it run before, but everyone's predicting higher tyre degradation and plenty of crashing this weekend. They're saying it's going to be a carnage fest. Well, that sounds like a good time, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's, it sounds like what, it, it sounds like what Andre was in last weekend. To be fair, yeah, uh, um, yeah. I don't, I've never raced on that circuit myself personally, but apart from from what we raced last weekend, it's basically cutting it in half and adding a, a tight hairpin, from what I can tell. So, 
it's um it's going to be interesting that corner because they're going to come off a very high basically flat corner um and you're going to be struggling to get it to the left before you have to break to turn a hard step in there and at the start that's going to be interesting because everyone will be bunched up and you'll either have the opportunity to go you know narrow and protect your line or you'll be able to go wider and um, no doubt break later and i think you'll see a few bent bonnets there and, and a bit of carnage and um yeah it'll be interesting to see tie wise with the soft tyre, if we do get the blistering we had last weekend, um, I, I suspect it, it won't change much. I think you still have to drive it very carefully, but, um, yeah, you could be wrong. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, you know, cutting out those three very fast long-loaded lefts in a row and another couple of long rights, oh, sorry, long, three long rights in a row, um, I think, you know, the tyres might have a little bit of a better time on the West yep. Circuit. Yep. But um, but what's not going to have a better time is the carnage because uh, uh, we saw you in a little bit there last weekend, mate. And uh, so a little bit frustrating. You go from uh, Townsville, frustrated because you're not fast enough, to Taylor where you're on the podium and frustrated because you uh, you got crashed into. So which which is worse? It's probably, be- probably better to have well, pace, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's better to have the pace and get one podium. Look, realistically, I, I think everyone has the same story and they can say, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but I, I made a mistake on the Saturday and um, and Bryce managed to get the podium, which was awesome, but um, it's, um, you know, if things would have lined up, obviously, you, you always think oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, it would have been nice to get a podium all of them, but hey, look, it's one step at a time at the moment. Mate, talk to me uh, about co-drivers. Once we finish here at Tail and Bend this weekend, we go off to our season finale at the Bathurst 1000, and it was announced this week that Dylan O'Keefe is going to be your co-driver. Tell us about Dylan. We know him from TCR, uh, and he's had some success there and recently was over in Switzerland with TCR. But uh, what, do you, what do you make of him as your co-driver coming up? Um, yeah, he's. I think he's a bit of a dark horse as far as a co-driver has gone. I first encountered him in, in Career Cup when I did that in 2017, and he um, bit me a few times. And he was actually quite consistent. Never did anything, you know, completely stupid or that made you think, "What's this bloke doing?" Which is always a positive sign when you're looking for a co-driver. And and um, for us, we wanted someone young. We wanted someone that, that was obviously talented and that had driven a V8 at Bathurst. So it rules out a lot of people if they haven't driven a V8 at Bathurst. Um, also, Dylan's done a lot of 12-hour stuff, so he knows about the, the whole endurance thing, you know, just getting to the end and all that sort of stuff. So I think he's yeah, underrated for the type of driver he is, and I, um, yeah, I suspect he'll do, he'll do a good job and keep it clean. Mate, I think he's uh, uh, he's also raced Super Two. He's, he's got quite a bit of experience in those yep. cars too. So that yep. that'll account for a lot. Even though it's obviously not a Kelly Racing Mustang, uh, it's still the current sort of spec car. So I think that will obviously you know he's been to Bathurst. He's driven Super Two. He's driven Super Two there at Bathurst. So I think that he'll fit in quite well and, and quite easily. Does he get to have a run uh, before Bathurst? Do you guys get to do a test before Bathurst? Because we know that you're not going to head back to Melbourne before then. No, because I think, um, well, no one's allowed to do any testing, I don't think, prior to Bathurst. And the only opportunity is this weekend in the rookie session. Some people, uh, their co-drivers are driving. But unfortunately, Dylan won't be out of quarantine because he's obviously racing the TCR series. So it's a bit of a shame. But I think we've got an extra hour of practice almost at Bathurst for them to get used to it. So, um, yeah, we'll just create an environment that's sort of happy and friendly and um, nice and relaxing. And, um, yeah, hopefully he sort of falls into that and doesn't feel too much pressure.
Uh, mate, I want to get your thoughts just for a second. This is a bit of a question without notice. Even the guys in the studio are looking at me a little weirdly. Um, it was announced last week that GRM was going to be putting a rookie drive together with Tyler Everingham and Nathan Hearn. And then this week we've seen that Motorsport Australia have decided in their ultimate wisdom that Nathan Hearn won't be granted a super licence and so therefore won't be able to run. Do you agree with that kind of stuff? As a fellow driver, as someone that's going to be out there on the track with him, we've heard from GRM, we've heard from all and sundry. We haven't heard from any drivers and their thoughts. Does it worry you that someone who hasn't driven a supercar before could be with you out there on the track? Or does that sort of stuff not really bother you and give the kid a, a license and let him run? Um, I guess there's, you know, there's an argument for every every angle, I guess. But, um, you know, and I don't want to say anything out of turn, but, you know, when you're a young bloke and you're trying to, you know, do something like that, it'd be an amazing opportunity for him to, to do that. And from what I can tell, he's he's done well in some junior categories. But, um, you know, they obviously introduced the super licence thing for a reason. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, if he doesn't meet that, I'm not, I'm not sure what the outcome of that is. But it, definitely as a driver point of view and him as a fellow driver, I'd love to see you know, someone young and uh, and do that. And for me, um, back when I did my Bathurst debut in 2014, I don't think there was a, um, a structure like that in place. But, um, you know, I was very grateful to get my shot, I guess, back then. I guess it's hard, isn't it? Because when you... If you look at it, and actually Paul Morris put up a good post through the week on the actual super licence points and what gains points. And it's sort of quite ironic that you can actually earn more points for your super license by driving a, an Australian GT car, so a GT car with ABS, with paddle shift, etc., than yeah. you do by winning the Super 3 championship. So it's a, I think it really needs to be looked at, looked at and overhauled. I mean, you can you can effectively get your super license and be eligible for Bathurst without even driving a car, uh, you know, using That's the clutch, heel, heel, yeah, heel towing, um, and even actually pulling a gear lever with your hand, you know. So it's sort of, I don't think it's probably correct, but um, I guess, you know, and, and I guess, uh, you know, we're all young once. I was younger a lot longer ago than you, Andre, but uh, I was young <laughs> once. And, uh, yeah, it's, there is a point in time where you got to, obviously, you know, you got to get your break, and Andre had it, and, and I've had it and so it, I, I, guess I never got it I, yeah, yeah you do you're doing it now <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's normally a reason for that <laughs> yeah you're a hundred percent correct Andre Heimgartner you're a I liked so I, th- I think someone once said that uh, might have even been about you Mr Heimgartner that at one point you moved to Melbourne and decided to just eat Mars bars yeah that was the same as me I just decided to <laughs> stay in Melbourne and eat Mars bars that was probably why I never got my break you stopped and now you're a, now you're a you're right up the front, and, and mate, I, I, I think right. I speak for I think most of us where we love seeing a young guy battling on through. You were showing massive potential last year, being the quickest within Kelly Racing. You're the quickest again in Kelly Racing this year in a car that's developing. And uh, I know certainly from the the two mug drivers in this in behind these seats, it's great to see you having the success and leading the team. I think I think you are genuinely leading Kelly Racing, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, it's been good. It's something, I guess, as a driver, you and getting into supercars to sort of, I guess, we're, like we don't necessarily have a lead driver as such, but to sort of be in brackets the lead driver, I guess, um, in, in a team and be, you know, punching and getting results um, has, has 
you know, the perfect situation for you because I guess your, your competition is always your teammate. And um, and this year it's, it's been obviously gone very well for me um, in different areas. And, and yeah, pretty happy with that. But um, I also am very good friends with Rick. So I, um, every time I qualify, I'm always asking where he is because I, I love seeing him up there and um, sort of getting it done because, um, you know, it just makes it better for the whole team. I just quickly, mate, before we go, I know you're a training freak, and we've seen uh, we've seen that on on supercars life and all that sort of thing, and and what you do there. Um, you are sponsored by a whiskey company, Ned Ned Whiskey. I, I'd like. I just want to know, have you had one? Yeah, I sure have, but it's quite ironic, isn't it? I go from <laughs> being a being a you know an athlete sponsored by a gym to being sponsored by whiskey. <laughs> whiskey, yeah, yeah. It's like you and I being sponsored by twenty four hour fitness or some fitness. Gym. Yeah, no, it's pretty. It's uh, been very good. Obviously, it's um, you know a great brand to be associated with, and um, yeah. getting free. Every uh, product from them, of course, is you know better than being sponsored by a toothbrush brand. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stevie uh, knows all know, about being know. sponsored by a grog company. Yeah. No worry. Yeah, I could imagine. Yes, yes. Hey, Andre, we really appreciate you uh, jumping on board the driver's seat, mates. And uh, look, we we actually didn't mention too. You were also declared this year's uh, New Zealand V8s champion as well for the 2019-2020 season. Uh, do you have any plans? to, well, with the season ending early, to maybe continue a bit more racing towards the talent. I know SVG is going to jump across, do some rally. Obviously, Scotty Mack doing the IndyCar stuff. Have you got anything lined up yeah. uh, for the end of the year? Um, we're just trying to line something up at the moment. But, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll be doing something. Maybe might go back and do some Speedway or, or something like that. Um, you know, go back and do some, you know, fun, just pure racing. And, yeah, it's really enjoyable doing that stuff. Well, even, even if you don't have anything on the cards, uh, nothing better to do than relax in the off-season with a nice glass of Ned Whiskey by the fire. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. don't start <laughs> Can you send Andre that clip later? And, a, uh, he can send it to yeah. me. He's got a garage full of ice break, Coca-Cola, now Ned Whiskey. What else do you want, yeah. Ned We don't get anything. I've, I've still got... And a- unlimited gym back to- <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and where did all this castrol come from? But anyway. Uh- <laughs> oh, <laughs> Stop it. Got to look after the guys. Got to look after the guys. Hey, Andre, it's been a, uh, it's been a pleasure, mate. Uh, go well this weekend, and uh, we'll chat to you soon. Yeah, too easy. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Andre Heimgarner there. He's, it's really great seeing uh, some different faces up the front, isn't it? It is. He's a quality, so good. He's a quality bloke, too, because he was on the outer, remember? He was mm. he was doing the supercar thing, and then he went away, and he ended up doing the Porsche thing because there were no opportunities yep. in supercar. And he's one of these examples of a guy who's gone off, had a good hard look at himself, brought his fitness up, done all everything he needs to do, and then when the opportunity came, Stevie J, yep. he's grabbed it by the throat and smacked it around the head, and, oh. and, and he's, as I say, I reckon he's leading Kelly Racing at the moment. Yeah, he is for sure. And what he's extracting out of that car, obviously, you know, at, at, to a point, there's, uh, you know, the Townsville side of things where it doesn't matter how much he how much he drove his butt off. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't going to go anywhere. So uh, for him to be doing what he's doing now, and you can just tell he's hungry because yes. even though he was uh, down the back at Townsville, he was still pushing, pushing, pushing. He gets to Tail and Bend. He's up the front, and he's bombing people for P1 or yeah. P2. Like he's really having a red-hot crack. So he's not just getting there going, oh, this is cool. I'll just hang back here. No, he's still in there, wants that next spot. He's not going to be happy until he gets P1. And I think that's great. No, you, can, you can see that fight in him. Let's also not forget that he was getting all these great results last year in a Nissan. Like, 
Yeah. At, at Phillip Island last year, he was on the podium with two yeah. Mustangs in an Altima. <laughs> in an yeah, Altima, he, yeah, he's arguably been in that sort of realm of Nissan, one of their more successful drivers. Mm. 100%. He's, he's doing a great job. Mm. And uh, we do thank the good people at Ned Whiskey. Hopefully they'll send us a case or two. <laughs> Car- <laughs> carton of 1125s, thanks. <laughs> uh, you listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're building Australia. You can get involved on the temper text line as well, 0433 98 11 16. We'll be back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. And it is great to have your company here on the driver's seat. Thanks to our mates at Kubota Building Australia. Remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It features podcasts, interviews, and news. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Already on the temper text line, guys. I absolutely love this. Uh, this one, and remember, remember, oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Please pop your name uh, because we can't see where you're from otherwise. But uh, I love this one. SVG hitting the whiskey a bit early at Tail and Bend. <laughs> <laughs> He was funny over the weekend, wasn't he? I mean, he was he was clearly fast again, but Triple Eight had a bit of a shocker. They torched the tyres, and Jamie got a penalty and had a pit stop had issue a pit stop with stop the issue. rear wheel. Just, yeah, no, it was actually the air jack wouldn't go up. Weird at the moment for Triple Eight, mm. I reckon. But that first race showed just how good SVG is. He held on there for a very very long time before he, he got nailed by the guys. But um, yeah, weird one. I, once I, he got once he got past, it was you know it was like white flag was up after that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I finished ninth. Oh, and, and we'll and talk in about a lap and it. a half. We'll, he dropped from we'll, second or third to ninth. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. But um, that first race at Taylor Bend was one of the best races of the year. It was really wasn't <laughs> that it? final five laps, six laps, How maybe good ten. Was it? Oh my goodness, that was real motor racing. And might I say, gentlemen. No two compound tyre rule that weekend. It was all soft tyres. Now, if that doesn't tell you where we should be going mm. forward, I don't know what is. Well, it was sort of a two compound rule. They started with softs and ended with air. <laughs> they were no good, were they? <laughs> no. But that's what that's what punters, and I class myself a punter, that's what I want to see. Mm. I want to see... You want to see some management? I want to see, see SVG going off. I want, to see, yeah. I want to see team strategies. I don't want to see... And, and let me go back a step. I, I heard Andrew... Uh, Jones uh, talking to Jack LeBrock it was and he said oh you know you, you got to win earlier this year but this second place was really on merit and pace and I thought whoa isn't that a big statement oh, that's a big slap that, in the old choppers that no one in pit lane rates a victory on that hard hard tyre soft tyre compound races yeah. a real victory you can say that but you know what Look at the scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, what, look at the snack no, book. There's no comment section in the timesheet. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Um, it's on the, another one on the text line. Gee, Triple Eight is absolutely getting a pounding tonight. Standard bump and run from Triple Eight, says Mark. It's not Dutto, is it? <laughs> 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 yeah, Mark. I, look, I get what you're saying, but here's the thing with, with bump and run. It's only in the last couple of years that the bump and run has come into being not you're not not you're not allowed to do it. You get a time penalty for it. So I understand what you're saying, standard. But I tell you what, mate, there is the camera positions only can pick up so much action, and bump and run goes on up and All down the, the field, and it is when done properly. And you know we you're not allowed to do it, so we can't condone it. But when done properly, it is an absolute legitimate way to help pass somebody. Yep. I reckon just move them out the way a little bit, unseat them, unsteady mm. them, unbalance. 
them, and then good night, Irene. And you know what? If they, if you get past and they're good enough, Mark, they'll come back and they'll give you the bump and run. Yep. Steve has fed more people a wheel in his career than I can count, than I, I've had do- I've, like dinners. I've never hit anybody. <laughs> Don't you knock over that screen with your nose, my friend. Oh, uh, so, I had my fingers so, crossed. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I got I got bumped and run on the weekend probably three or four times. Yeah, that Corolla was fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was just talking about getting out of the pits by oh, the guy right. in the Camry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 0433 on the temper text if you'd like to get involved. Well, let's talk about the big news that happened during the week, and that is, of course, Nathan Hearn uh, being refused dispensation for a super licence ahead of the planned wildcard entry for GRM. Now, obviously, he's a... Well, Barry and Gary Rogers are just up in arms about this. They're going to appeal the decision. But uh, I'm not someone that can really comment too much on this. But uh, I'll throw it to you guys. What, what were your thoughts initially when this news came out? I, I, it was last, it was last <laughs> week. Give my opinion. So it was last week that uh, well, we we spoke about it last week. Yes, obviously with Gary, uh, and I didn't say anything on air. I probably should have because this is what it's all about. We're just three mates talking to each other, no mm-hmm. one else listening. No. <laughs> um, and I, I was sitting here thinking. I wonder how he goes with his super license because I haven't seen him drive a supercar. I haven't seen no. him drive Super Two, Super Three, any of that sort of stuff. Haven't seen. You know, he's only raced well. Not only he's he's a. I've, as I said last week, I've seen him from a young kid uh, karting, and to do what he's doing is fantastic. So, I'm, I was just thinking. Uh, I don't know the point score in my head with regard to the super license, but geez, it'd be close if he's able to do it. But. Give us your opinion. Don't just give us your opinion. No, I think Good, he should be doing ugly. it. I think he should be allowed to race. Simple as that. Now, before you get on your bandwagon, Matthew, no, I'm getting this. I'm getting the milk crate out, and I'm about to stand on it. Yep, now, it's not the last you're going to hear about it. Hundred uh, percent. Gary and Barry are on the warpath. Yep. I picked up my phone. Uh, was it yesterday? It might have been yesterday or the day before. Uh, and I'm like, oh, Gary Rogers is ringing me. Actually, he rung Dad because he didn't have my number, um, but I had his, so he must have deleted me at some stage. Anyway, <laughs> when you wouldn't drive for his team, yeah, maybe, you, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> so Dad rings and goes, "Hey, mate, uh, Gary Rogers just rang me and asked me for your number. You better answer his call." I said, "Yeah, I've got his number. It's all good, Dad." He goes, "He might want you. He might be ringing you to say, oh, can you fill a seat at Bathurst?'" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> nah, mate, <laughs> mate. If you want a seat filled, I said, Stevie J will I'll fill, fill it, it right I up said, to the gunnels." I said to Dad, "I said." <laughs> Holy cow. I said, how, how many kilometres of running can I get in between now and then? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. Anyway, so he, he rang me and we had a really long chat about TA2 and about Nathan. And he was obviously just trying to get a bit of a lay of the land and, and, and some opinions from, from some drivers and, and guys that have been there and done it before uh, to what they think, obviously. And, and he's gonna. there's no doubt he's going to be doing whatever he can to get that young fella on the grid. And uh, you know what? It's... It's hard enough to get 22 or 24 cars on the grid at the moment. Correct. Like, Christ. Like, we Correct. need to... It's not like he's literally a Max Verstappen straight out of Formula 3 into Formula 1. Yeah. Um, it's not... I mean, yeah, supercars are supercars. It's not Formula 1, for God's sake. But Seriously. There, there's my point. But... And, and but and I know you're going to go on, oh, so mate, let me, let me finish. Because once Here I stop, go. I'm not oh, going to yeah. have any... You're not going to get a word in. Yeah. He's raced at Bathurst TA2, I believe... Absolutely. I believe. Absolutely he has. Right. So, um, and that was the time George Medici was there. And it was Absolutely. like, it wasn't a TA2 event. It was Holds like, a lap record. Yeah. So, it, 
it's not like he hasn't been to Bathurst to start with. It's not like he hasn't done at least a season and a bit in a TA2 car. Um, he's driven quite a few things. He's won Formula 4 championships, all that sort of stuff. You know, I think the guy has proven his worth in regard to his talent behind the wheel. And if you've got someone like Gary and Barry and that, uh, mm-hmm. and then Krusty, uh, the engineer, Richard Holloway, who's fantastic, who guided Scotty Mack um, to that success in that Volvo, um, you got those guys there. Yeah, you might be able to find a kid that's a bit, he's raw and he's fast, but he's a bit loose. But those guys are going to be able to say, listen, mate, this is what you need to do. This is your job. You do it. If you don't do that, you're not going to move forward in this category. You done? Yep. Oh, good, because I've been stretching up the hamstrings just off mic here, getting ready for this. Motorsport Australia, what a load of bulltish. Get your hand off it. This kid is the dead set real deal. He drives out of sight. He did 150 laps at Winton in the last 24 hours, didn't drop a wheel, didn't put a wheel off, didn't spin, didn't cause a red flag. And in fact, James Moffat was there watching, looked at his data and said, this kid is the real deal. In fact, went and high-fived Gary and said, I can't believe you found another one. So Nathan Hearn is utterly capable of doing the Bathurst 1000. I've read on so many social media posts this week about gurus getting on there saying, oh, Bathurst is a dangerous place for anyone. Go back to the 50th anniversary Bathurst in 2012. Jesse Dixon, Cam Waters. Jesse had never driven a supercar, went up there. I think he finished 16th or 17th, 16th or 17th. One half of the youngest combination to ever finish it. You made a debut. Everyone's made a debut at Bathurst at some stage. Now, if you can do 150 laps in a supercar with good data at Winton, you can go and drive Bathurst. He knows he'll get out of the way. He knows he won't be in a position to win the race. Gary knows that. They can say that they are all they want, but they won't be. Um, He might even hit the fence and cause a huge amount of damage to his own car. But anyone who thinks that, that Nathan Hearn can't drive a supercar safely at Bathurst doesn't know what they're talking about. And we're not talking Bottom about. Line. And we're not talking about. You know, there could be a possibility that he might get in in amongst when he's getting lapped or something. That he might get in in, in a in a stash and the leaders are there and something might happen in regards to. You know, he might balk someone. But you know what? It's what happens. Craig Lowndes might balk someone. Correct. You know, Jack Smith might balk someone. <laughs> you know, Rick Kelly might well, balk that's someone. Guaranteed. But no, yeah, I'm serious. I, I, Any of those guys. Like, if you go in to the supercar pit area after a qualifying or something, there'll be someone in there going down to somebody else's garage, yelling at them, going, "You, what did you do there? You screwed up my whole qualifying." Blah 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 blah. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're they're guys that have been there for multiple years. So, hundred yep. percent. It's, I, it's I, part of being on the track. You go to Le Mans, you'll see it. You go to Daytona you'll see it so it's just it's just a never license is crap yeah i just uh, think it's garbage i just think it's a it's a grab by motorsport australia and i don't think you need to do it motorsport australia should have and i hope they did have someone up at winton over the last couple of days with grm watching this kid sit on the shoulder of james moffat have a look at the data do all that kind of stuff and then make a determination whether this kid can drive successfully at bathurst but i for for get your hand off it motorsport australia this kid can drive and should be allowed to drive at bathurst and I hope Gaz and Baz and all of Australia unites behind Nathan Hearn to race at Bathurst as a rookie. Go for it, son. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We will get to some of your text on the temper text line because a couple of varying opinions there. There's also a couple of other questions too uh, about uh, hot gossip. I'm assuming you mean gossip, uh, that new manufacturer. But we'll get to that in just a bit. <laughs> 
This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our great mates. Every time we get a spelling mistake on there, I'm always just like... It throws you. It really it does you. throw me because it's like, I know those letters, but I don't know that word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. We get to your text and our power rankings. That's up next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get involved on the text machine. Uh, here's one from Graham. Disappointing but fair call. Gary has always given young drivers a chance. The mountain is a beast. Yeah, well, yes, of course it's a beast, but it's not a beast that can't be tamed. How many people have we seen debut there in any kind of racing and done really well? Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's a beast, but it's not an insurmountable beast. So I understand what you're saying, Graham, but it is not not an insurmountable beast. Uh, this one doesn't have a name attached to it. So if this is you, uh, toss your name in the hat, please. Cam Waters did a race as a rookie with Kelly Motorsport after racing two rounds of the then DVS. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he didn't make his... I should have clarified that. He didn't make his debut in the supercar at the Bathurst 1000 at the 50th. He had already had, I think, a year prior to that, even with Grant Denyer, maybe. Um, but because uh, he, he did, actually, he did. He won that Kelly racing, you know, chance of a lifetime thing and raced with, with Grant Denyer. So he had done that. And then Jesse Dixon did it the year later and both did admirable jobs. In fact, Cam Waters had the world's biggest spin coming off McPhillamy and didn't touch the wall and also didn't tell his guys down in the pit that he did it until they saw it on the replay. <laughs> That's actually quite funny. Uh, another one too. Uh, this one's from Matt. And we wonder why GRM walked away from this category, killing the battlers. Maddie, you're 100% correct. I mean, this sport is already an elitist sport. Gone are the days where you could, you know, roll down your, your own car and crew your own car. You've got to be a, a monster team right now. And so, I, again, the, I love what Gary has done and the ethos of bringing somebody through and bringing young names through and uh, kind of standing up to it a little bit. And I, and I hope Gaz and Baz take a big stick to uh, to Motorsport Australia and get this sorted out because I, I think in this sport right now, it's exactly what we need to see two young kids with GRM having a good crack. They're, they're everyone's second team. You know, if they're not your first team, if you're a DJRTP or a Triple Eight, GRM's your second team because everyone loves Gaz and Baz. Yeah. They're real. They're, they're real. normal. They're good blokes. Yeah. Good blokes. And I'll, and I'll tell you what, I can't imagine some of the the fire that Gary would have been having a crack at with Motorsport Australia after being told it wasn't going to happen. I wish we could record that because yeah. that would be sick. Yeah. Uh, well, just quickly, we'll get to one more text here before we take a quick break. This one is from Pete. Fair call. I'm surprised Gary was going to let this kid run despite his distinct lack of experience. Why, Pete? Send us another message in and tell us why. I get what you're saying. I don't agree with it, but I'd, I'd like to know your opinion as to why you were surprised he was going to run. Send us a text message and let us know, Pete. I really want to know. I mean, Gary doesn't exactly just – he doesn't do a, you know, who wants to be a supercar driver and turn his chair around? Not <laughs> not at all. And that's the thing. You don't put – if the kid doesn't show – if the kid hasn't shown any talent, any nous, any raw pace or any of that sort of stuff, no. he would not have done 150 laps at Winton in the last 24 hours. Let's, Gary wouldn't have given him a let's chance. Let's just clarify the whole super license and the reason, my opinion, is why it was introduced. It was introduced because uh, back then there was no rules or regs on how you could get 
a license. You know, you just needed to do. You got your CAMS license. You did your, your state your level, your P's, yep. and you got your national license. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to get to be able to do a national championship, which is what the Supercars Championship was. What it's to stop is to stop people from just coming in with a bucket load of money and just going plump put my kid in someone else or whoever it doesn't matter and just go racing you know like I mean you gotta remember David Sexton spec just yeah you know even back in the day you got you got guys and I love these guys they, they really made some of the racing back down like the Mal Roses and all those guys yeah. really really Lansdale cool Lansdale Smash Repairs yeah Ashby, Steve you know, but they did the championship as well so I guess Mal and all that did too but this is to stop people from just literally coming in with go-kart experience and racing a supercar straight up so guys like nathan hearn are not straight out of carts and into a, no. a supercar the amount of driving that he's done you know he's second at the, he was second to aaron seaton uh in the ta2 trans am uh, at adelaide and and pretty much was most of the year wasn't he you know he was there yeah, or thereabouts when most of the year, you know fail, he was, he was right sort on. of there yeah. with aaron george Mediki, yep. all that sort of thing yep um but uh, I mean, you've encountered him on the racetrack. He, and, well, I and, usually see him just go past me. Yeah, but, but yes. you know, like <laughs> fair's fair, Maddie. When you know at, at SMP, he was driving the wheels off it, and he did a Shane Van Nisberg, and he blew the tyres off it. Yes. So Maddie McKeldon just picked up his little snail trail, and way he went straight <laughs> past him again. Snail trail, you know. <laughs> but you know what I mean. No, I, so, yeah, you're right. And he, but he's 17 year old. He's 17 young ball and old learning. ball. You know what young I mean. Young ball, old ball. But, and that's the thing. Gary will clip him around the ears and say, "Mate, you can't." drive like that it'll take one session mm. of data yep. and he would have had it already at Winton for Gaz Baz and Krusty to smack him around the head and say mate you yep. can't do that it's mm. almost, you do that up there you're a goner it's almost like you've like the prerequisite should be you you must do one or a year or two years in a in a national category and yep. driven it a certain a certain percentage of tracks around the country, not yep. just Queensland Raceway or not just yeah. SMP. Well, know? he's done the Victorian Formula Ford Championship, which won I that. think he won. Won uh, New South Wales as well. Won New South Wales, and then he's come up to TA2, and he's immediately on the pace with seasoned guys like Aaron Seaton and George Medici. I mean, I, I, it's not like he's mm, just fresh, like I said, out of cards. This that Don't license uh, was to stop people from coming straight out of a very low category, yeah. a beginner category straight into the top level. Yep. They wanted you to step your way up. Now, he stepped his way up from cars to Formula Ford to TA2. Mm-hmm. You know, the next step is, you know, is a supercar, whether it be Super 3, Super 2 or supercar, and there's no difference, yep. you know, between them. I'm hoping, boys, as, as my fingers are crossed, I'm hoping that sanity prevails, although there's not a lot of sanity coming out of Victoria at the moment, but I hope sanity prevails and uh, uh, after his efforts in the last 24 hours at Winton, they can... reject that uh, they can reject that rejection and hopefully give him a license alright well uh, two more texts before we take a quick break Uh, this one's back from Pete and we'll put a full stop on this this is just his response Bathurst is not the place to sit in a supercar for the first time. So, all right. Garbage. Thanks, Pete. But rubbish. Totally disagree. And uh, apologies to Little Mac, who's uh, responded with, yes, yes, 
gossip. Um, but, <laughs> but, I liked gas up. This is my favorite one uh, from Little Mac. He's also put two beer glasses emoji. So <laughs> no. I understand what Good you on you, Little Mac. <laughs> Thanks for joining in, Little Mac. That's what I used to get called until I grew up. <laughs> I and now I'm a Big say, Mac. It's not, yeah. your young, yeah, it's not your son, Bailey, is no, it? No, his head's <laughs> in a recording studio right now, being <laughs> smashed into a wall, probably. But yes. uh, good on you, Little Mac. But we will get to our power rankings in just a tick. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Always great to have your company on the driver's seat. 0433981116 is the number on the temper text if you'd like to get in touch. I think Graham's got a bit of a temper text happening. Oh, oh yeah, go on, Graham. No, he, he hasn't. Did your microphone drop again? No. Oh, yes, it did. Oh, there I'm back. Sorry. We go. Stop See, I'm strangling the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> All right, it is that time <laughs> of the night where we do this. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Very, very simple. It's a 3 to one vote, much like the Dally M in the NRL or the Brownlow medal in the AFL. We'll get you to climb down off the Nathan Hearn soapbox, if possible, please, Matty, and we'll get ready to have a look. Breathing. I'm good. Graeme, you settle down at home. Have yourself a quiet <laughs> show. Gra, gra, send me another text. <laughs> you beauty. Let's get on it. Um, but let's have a look at the power rankings before the Repco Super Sprint at the bend. 20 votes, Scott McLaughlin on top in P1. Nick Perkat, P2 with 10. 10 votes, P3 on equal 9 votes to Triple Eight Party, Jamie Winkup and Shane Van Gisbergen. 7 votes, Scotty Pye and Todd Hazelwood. 6 votes to Will Davison. 5 votes to Fabian Coulthard. 3 votes to Chaz Mostert, Cameron Waters and Anton Di Pasquale. And 1 vote to Lee Holsworth and Jack LeBrock. Tickford bringing up the rear there. We'll start off with you, Matty. Do you want to go 3-2-1? No, one no, or no one? start off with me. Oh, okay. Go on. Start with me. Oh, All start right. with me. Start because with me, then Matty, Azul. Then Matty can't blame me for like looking at his answers, which I haven't even seen. So. All right. All right. We'll start off with you, Stevie. Three, two, one, or one, two, three. Or blame me for copying what he's just done. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with one point goes to Scotty McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, he had a, obviously another solid, solid weekend. I think, you know, he made um, a little blue there with Lee Holdsworth. I don't think he really needed to do that. Yeah. He still says the move was on, and it was probably a similar move to, uh, I think it was Toddy Hazelwood or one of those guys did on Van Giz in the same spot. Yeah. Um, uh, and Shane actually did give him a bit more room and they went around there. So, uh, you know, I guess there's people that say that it wasn't on and people that say that it was. So, you know, I'm neither here nor there. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, I would have waited till and do, did what like Fabian did and come onto the straight. Because he had the pace, he had the drive. He he could have done it, I think, at a less risk, if that makes sense, Matty. You're sure. looking at me like, sure. No, you mean, look like you're eating no, an apple, I, mate. I wouldn't have done it. Ah, oh, garbage. <laughs> no, well, in that position, he's just come from the back. Wind Cup was in P19. Mm. You wouldn't have put yourself you know in a risky like spot. when you're in the car. Yeah, it's I like know. JLB going around the outside in, at, on the second oh, to That was just stupid. Well, but you, Did you hear the rain? Stupid JLB. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> not the outside, mate. Come on. That was screwed. So yeah, that was his crew. Crew. Yeah, So I good. Anyway, so, good. so uh, two points. Andre Heimgartner, mm-hmm. solid, solid weekend. So good to see him back um, where he should be, especially after being P23. Eight in Townsville mm-hmm. because 
you know, he was actually even, you know, I think there was only 24 on the field, but he was actually P28. So um, <laughs> so that was pretty good that he got up to P2. Second highest point scorer. And my three points goes to the highest point scorer of the weekend. The 200th round start and winner of his 200th round, Fabian Coulthard. Sensational effort. Um, you know, He's got a lot of knockers, and you know, even us, we put a bit of pressure on him we here on the, the radio on show yeah, yeah, and yeah. said, "Mate, let's yep. go. Yep. You need to go. You've got the equipment to do it." He found a little bit in Townsville, and I'm really glad for him that it showed down there at Tail and Bend. And I really hope that he continues that form this weekend because not only is it good for him, uh, it's good for obviously Scotty to have him up there and yep. fighting with the Bulls, yep. uh, but it's also good for um, the Shell V Power Racing team for their team points. So you know, I think um, you know, mega effort by him and. Yeah, you know, it can't be. It can't be easy being Scotty and Max teammate. No, God, no, it's no. like being Michael Schumacher's teammate or Lewis Hamilton's teammate. Mm. It'd suck. That'd yeah. be no good. That'd be or your teammate maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I find it hard enough being your radio mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matty, your so, take. Can, so just just give me your three, two, ones again. Just say that quickly. So three uh, so was Fabian. Fa- mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, Nimsy. Fabian was three. Andre was two. Scotty Mac was one. Okay, well you didn't look at my answers because I'm completely different. Uh, did you want one, two, three, or three, two, one, Nimsy boy? Uh, we'll go with one, two, three. <laughs> Let's go with one, two, three. I'm going to give one to not round the outside, Jack LeBrock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, not because of that move, obviously, because that was dumb, but. If it wasn't for that move and he won the race, he would have probably got three. 100%. (laughs) He was racing really, really well and he was really hassling SVG and making SVG tear up those tyres when he had a much better setup and was racing really, really well on pace and it wasn't that whole cockamamie... His racing was good on pace. His race craft was... No, that's something that he really needs to... He needs to watch that race 25 times. Yes, and I'm sure he will. And just understand what he's done wrong there. But I like that he also didn't have a brain explosion when he did go off or he got mm. he got chopped a couple of times. Yep. He stayed in there, he kept digging, he got back and he ended up with second. So yep. uh, I'm going to give him one point for that. Uh, in that race also, I'm going to give Bryce Fullwood two points for his first uh, shower of champagne in the Supercars Championship. I thought that was a ripper. And yep. again, when you've got a teammate like Chazzy Mozzie, I reckon that was a cracker having Bryce forward. It was bizarre, front. those two, wasn't it? Like, Chazzy had wickedly fast one lap pace yep. and had nothing in the... Like, he no literally went worse than Shane in the race yep. backwards. And yep. Bryce was the other way around. Bryce Bryce qualified really badly on Sunday. But same again. Like, he had good race pace. Yeah. So. so, anyway, he gets my two. And as we said, Fabs, you get the three. Because he did... I mean, again, he's, he's under pressure. No one knows what's going to happen with DJRTP moving forward. They're all out of contract at the end of the year. Uh, and it's under those circumstances where you see how good people are and uh, he's under real pressure and he performed beautifully in his 200 three points from Matty Mack stellar effort there from Fabs I was just trying to find uh, the reason I, I had a little bit of a chuckle did you see Bryce's actually you wouldn't Matty because you were actually at the bend there live so you wouldn't have watched the coverage but he, Bryce Fullwood had the best um, sound grab but it was just like oh mate it was just there was shit flying everywhere I did hear that <laughs> yeah I, I did hear that I was actually watching the replay and I and again I'm like oh, that's Bryce. the unabated and unrestricted emotion remember when Scotty Mack a couple of years ago went round mm-hmm. the outside Plucked the jandle and, and, and gave it a you mm. know and all that F, kind yeah. of stuff and f yeah and then the 
nation fell in love with him the moment he did that. And I think that was the same sort of thing. Actually, he didn't for, pluck the jet. He plucked first gear, he gave first it the And So I thought to see him up there was sensational. And to see that, I loved it how he thanked his parents. He said, sorry, yeah. you can't be here, mum and dad. Because that's a big moment. Your first podium in supercars mm. is a bloody big moment. He deserved it. He drove well. Gets the two from One of his parents are still in Darwin. Oh, because if are. they were, they could have. Yeah, they could have actually there. come down. Yeah, but, yeah they could but have. They but they couldn't have been in the pits because the, the, the supercar bubble is literally, you know, I think they've allowed now, which of sorts of day. Family is allowed. Your family in or a plus one. Only so. about Support categories can still go into bit lane, but what they've done is this, the, the garage has come down. But we were. Yes. I was parked out the front of Matt Stone Racing, and Maddie came out and took a few photos, and Jacobson came out and said, "What happened to you?" And like, <laughs> so it's kind of there, but it's kind of like a Clayton's bubble. Yeah, it says it's there, but I, it's not really. There. I love after <laughs> I love uh, Dr. Ryan Story's comment, uh, his little post congratulating the you know Shelby Power Racing team on a great weekend, and and Fab's on his two hundredth win, and right at the because you know the the whole uh, one, the plus, one, one plus one thing mm. with uh, with Jamie up at. Uh, Townsville, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, at the bottom of Ryan's little Facebook post, he writes one plus one equals two. Two, yeah. That was <laughs> very good. Very point. good. Very good. Doctor Ryan has been fantastic on uh, on the old Twitter machine during. He went the Christmas. buzz cut too on his head. Mm. He went the full like I'm not going to be on camera for a while. So give us see what it looked like with a buzz cut. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We've all done that at one point. We've all yeah. thought you know I continue I, to do it. I'm, yeah, you do. I do. You seem to do it not in the middle. You just do it just a little bit off at like 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock and back about two inches. That's just the way my hair goes, mate. <laughs> I, uh, that's not planned. <laughs> that's au natural that it's going backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah not that, on my salary. <laughs> that was our power rankings here on the driver's seat. We'll take a quick break. Uh, back with more for your text. We've got the podium coming up next uh, where we'll talk about three talking points throughout the week. But you listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Right now, it is time for the podium. Apparently not, because I can't click that button. (laughs) (laughs) I've just just had a look-see. It's the night shift. Oh, jeez and rice. That's no fun. What's going on here? Jeez and rice. Okay. Well, you know what? The podium is... (laughs) Oh, you shocker. The podium is three talking points from the week that Matt and Steve will dive into. Hang on, does it go... Yeah. There you go, there's the podium. Uh, there's the podium. It's, it's the British British national anthem, I think, isn't it? It's Australian national anthem. Oh, yeah, here we go. Australian yeah. national anthem. Let's try this one. Now oh, on the driver's seat. The podium. Oh, there we go. To quote the great man. Why did I think it was the British national anthem? How long have I been doing this show? And I mustn't have clearly listened to that bit of music. It's all, you guys always get distracted by the champagne, but uh, we do. Oh, <laughs> I love the champagne; it's so good. But uh, let's let's the podium I'm every morning. <laughs> the podium is three talking points from the week that Matt and Steve will dive into. Let's start off with P one, which of course is something that we went into. Fabian Coulthard bouncing back two hundred rounds after being referred to as a one plus one car team. Jeezy answered him well, didn't he? 
Oh, he really did. And as I said, I think that's where that's where the true talent shines is when you're under pressure. And, um, you know, he and his side of the garage put together a ripping car. I saw him as I was walking back from the pits and he was all smiles when we were down there and he was all happy. And he, he's a sort of bloke, I think, when it's in his mind. When he's happy in his mind, when he knows he's got that car on a string... Then he goes really well, but yep. if it's if it's if it's not got the right balance, it I think it plays with his head just a little bit. You might be able to explain that a little bit more, but I, I think this weekend he was he was fantastic. He was untouchable. Yeah, subconsciously it does it does affect you. You can put on a bit of a facade and and pretend nothing's going on, and in the car you're not you're not thinking about that stuff, but it does affect you. And it does affect what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so it was just really good to see him, you know, have that result just to boost the confidence back up you know yes. and it's a perfect time of year to do it because they've got another round there obviously this weekend and then the next one's Bathurst so you know he's you know you got to remember this guy has copped a lot of flack in the last 12 months from Bathurst last year with obviously everything that went on at Bathurst and and it's been relentless so you know that sort of stuff is um, it plays in your head absolutely yeah. it's got to affect you and he did really well for the team's championship for DJRTP they're 104 ahead now so uh, well done Fab Good job, son. On the uh, old temper text line too, this one is from James. Good on him. I had him written off and wondered who they could put in the car to do a better job. But like others, I was wrong. Good on you, Fabs. Uh, And another one here from Yvonne. Hello, Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Lovely lovely to have your company here. Well done to Fabs and great job, DJRTP. One plus one. <laughs> how is that, Nimsy? Well, P F. How is that spelled? Can you tell me how that's spelled? P F F F F F T T. It's a great answer, Von. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think. I think. Um, you know when and you know, Jamie would probably, if you ask him to say that sort of thing again, he'd probably say no. He probably made a bit of an error there, but I understand his passion yep. in the one plus one gag. But what an answer. Mm. What an answer. Yeah. I mean, one plus one smack. And you yep. and you and the plus one, the perceived plus one, takes the chocolates. Now, the, good. Th- the thing is, though, you got to remember before SVG was at Triple Eight, it was obviously Craig Dan. And, um, you know, Craig's a really good mate of mine and he you know, had some massive success in his career there but um, while Jamie was there and while Jamie was winning six, five, six championships at that time mm. um, if, if that's the way it's going to go and, and Fabian's you know he's in the top I think he's in the top six or something of the championship top seven mm-hmm. which is sort of about where Craig was when uh, you know yep. Craig was P2 a couple of times there behind Jamie but yep. other times he wasn't Fabian was P3 only a year or two ago from um, you if that's the case, then Craig must have been a plus one then too. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Jamie was so dominant back then doing what he was doing. So let me ask you this, and I know we need to move on. So very quick answer, Stevie J. If you're Dr. Ryan Story, if you're RD, if you're Brad Jones, what do you want? Do you want two equal number ones beating each other up? Or do you want a clear number one and a very competitive number two to help bolster up that team's championship? What uh, would you prefer? No, I'd prefer two number ones. And I would prefer two guys. So um, like an SVG and a Jamie? Absolutely. Because you know they work together um, very well in the team, um, and we've seen that in the past where they will help each other out. If but you know it would be a different story if it was Shane first and Jamie second, or Jamie first and Shane second in the championship. You would see a different dynamic. They would still respect each other, and Roland's very very tough with regard to mm. to obviously in inter team combat. Mm. But um, yeah, you know they work well together. You know it's literally down to the management to, to manage their drivers properly.
simply. Mm. Simple as that. Uh, we want to talk about teammates. In P2, Scotty Pye has outshone Frosty yet again. I mean, Frosty can't seem to get a break here in that Team 18 car, but it, Scotty Pye, he's been fantastic. Qualifies like poo, mm. but... Um, <laughs> yeah, but then drives the wheels off it and gets it gets that chariot up the front. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, I, I think um, uh, he's also a confidence driver. We've seen that. But, you know, he's been right on the edge, Stevie J, of losing his drives at various places and and uh, uh, and then seems to be able to dig and get the best out of himself. So, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be really interested to see how Frosty feels about all this because mm. there's nothing worse than getting your backside handed to you by your perhaps not as highly rated teammate. Yeah, and... You know, looking at obviously Scotty is racing very well. He's still struggling in qualifying. The best qualifying in Taylor was Q9. Although, Nimsy, I have got your your sheet here in front of me and I'm reading it and it says here that Mark Winterbottom qualified in 17th for race one and so did Scott Pye. So I don't know, don't know oh, what, yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, it's a numbers thing. Yeah, it's just a numbers thing. Anyway, <laughs> but um, I get what you mean. But I'm just saying, like, obviously, you know, they seem to be very equal, very similar. You know, uh, Frosty out qualified uh, Scotty Pye in race two. Um, they were both equal in race one because they're both 17th, apparently. Um, but, then, <laughs> but then Scotty Pye out qualified Frosty. Uh, for race three, so the the qualifying seems to be a a very even playing field, but the racing, um, obviously, Phil Keed and the setup that he's doing on Scott's car, uh, and the way Scott's driving it and what they're executing in the pits is just um, well and above what um, the other cars doing with uh, Mark Winterbottom. Is Scotty Pie in Winterbottom's head? No, I don't think so. No, and you know, I think they get along quite well. Mm. Um, Having said that, you know, I got along with James Courtney quite well too and that, that sort of didn't end too well at the end of 20 or halfway through 2010. <laughs> You're mates, but, um, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we're mates, yeah, for sure. But it got it got pretty heated there for a while, especially when you ever drag I kept getting taken out by my teammates. No good. So I think, didn't JC what? tell on the record that it, you drove into the back yeah, of him? I backed into him. I reversed into him. <laughs> yeah. So tell me. We're going to digress away from uh, the podium right now. Side let's note, Mark Winterbottom, behind, Mike, let's go Mark Winterbottom qualified 18th. That's what I've, there you I've, go. I've, there you Let's, go. let's okay. go behind the curtain. What happens in that instance, Stephen Johnson, when your teammate, you keep backing into your teammate or he backs into you, what happens when you go inside the transporter? Do you, do you gloves off and go, mate, you are a dead set 100% DH? <laughs> Absolutely. You do? One, uh, yeah. We were in the pit garage yeah. even the next morning because that happened on Saturday, on the Sunday morning at town. And that was when Adrian Burgess was. It was the year that James won the championship. So um, I qualified, I think, P2 or somewhere around there, and James was P4. And yeah, um, so it didn't end well for me at turn two. Yeah. Uh, and we were still going at it Sunday morning in the garage, and they had to pull us apart. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Yeah. Even though you mates, you physically had to be pulled apart. Yeah. yeah. I cannot, I mean, that would have been like an elephant sizing up a giraffe. That would have been shocking. No one, did they have to pull you back or him back? Because well, we know he's a bit punchy. This, Old Quartz is a bit yeah, punchy, but, um, but, you know, to, to be fair, I wasn't I, I wasn't ever worried about getting a punch, if that makes sense. So, <laughs> so he's got a bit of this, got a bit of the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all have. And, and you know, you, you see that in a lot of sports people. It doesn't matter whether it's racing or whether it's... I mean, cricket. I mean, you know, those guys... Um, you know, Gilchrist was just phenomenal at it behind the stumps yeah, and just really aggro. irritating. But I yeah. guess he was... Um, 
part of the other team, not the same team. So. I just and, and you know we love JC on the show, but I just reckon he could, he could get under anybody's skin yeah. if he wanted to. Yeah, because we got it with Will Davison. Remember in Tassie when Will Davis yeah. is going, mate, every time you're around me, you hit me, and and JC's going, it's all right, mate, it's all right, it's all right, mate. I wanted to reach through the screen and belt JC. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon he, as a teammate, he could get any head. Just, okay, we'll move on. Sorry, you can just see the sarcasm. Anyway, let's uh, let's go to uh, P three on the podium. P three on the podium, Shane Van. Gisbergen will be making his competitive rally debut this November. Now, yes, that's going to be insane. That's going to be <laughs> that's going to be excellent, <laughs> outstanding. Uh, we've seen this before with people like Kimi Raikkonen, who have gone on from Formula One to World Rally and all of that kind of stuff. Um, talents, talents, talent, and yep. we know that we know that SVG has got more talent and car control in his little finger than the grid combined, probably. Look so at, uh, I think I mean, he'll do. Yeah. Really well. Look at him even, I mean, I know it's totally different again, but look at him in the E-Series, not so much on the supercar side, but he won World Rallycross E-Series Rounds against full against, big guys. against the, the, the guys the guys yeah. so yeah. Um, very cool. But having said that, you know he him and his dad did do a rally head to head battle. Um, a yeah, it was an old Red Bull one. Um, that was old Red Bull one. Yeah, yeah. and and the old cheese is his dad, the old man. Robert. Yeah. Smoked him, towed him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe Robert should be driving that thing. Well, they've got they've got some monster rally car that they're gonna not monsters in Monster Energy drink, but some you know dead set real deal rally car. Yeah, for sure. And they run it around his farm yep. in New Zealand. Yep. So, well, you can see that if you if you YouTube, you'll actually yeah. find it so because Robert actually drove Shane's supercar at Norwell. Yeah, the big the big cheese has got some talent. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah, we know where the talents come from mm. in the uh, VG family. Mm. Indeedy. Uh, that wraps up the podium. Uh, this is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our great mates at Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota building Australia. Right now, it is time for our Bendix Brakes Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Yeah, if you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. Let's talk about the uh, the, the argy-bargy that happened between Scotty Mack and Jamie Wincup in the opening lap of the Saturday at the Bend. And you got to say, this is one of those things, you know when, um, I don't want to say karma, but at the end of... Um, Townsville. Clearly, Jamie was having a couple of digs towards his neighbouring garage, and all of a sudden, it's like uh, <laughs> he's on the wrong side of all the good luck, isn't he? Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but that's good. I mean, this is what we want. We don't. I don't want to see robots, and I don't want to see Scotty Mac win everything, and I don't want to see Jamie win everything. I want him to go out there, and I want him to get together, and I want him to bang wheels and tyres and throw each other off the road and outbreak each other. That's what the fans want to see. And then they want to see the drivers in pit lane blow up deluxe on the radio or in an interview or something like that. So poor old JJ had a uh, had a bit of bit to say in town. And then, <laughs> then got kind of handed it to him at at uh, Taylor Men. So I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think we need more of it. Sorry, is that where I'm meant to have an opinion? Or? Say, you can have an opinion, have Steve. Opinion, Steve. <laughs> you are paid to be here. You are free uh, to chat yeah. if you'd like. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like you, you just got to remember that it doesn't matter what you do. Um, there is always, you know, I, I'm a I'm a massive believer in karma, you know, and. Mm. Um, 
So, you know, it doesn't matter how many races you've won, even Scotty Mack. If Scotty Mack started to get a bit like that, me as a mate would ring him and go, dude, seriously? Yeah. Pull your head in. Pull your head in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you're winning races, but, you know, yeah. that can turn around like that. In an instant. In an instant. Yeah. So, um, you know, and but good on Wink Up for having a crack too, you know, like yeah. that, obviously that contact with him and Scotty uh, on the Saturday, you know, you're racing for a championship. He need, he needs to beat him. He probably knew that. I mean, no one was ever going to foresee the type problems that Triple uh, Eight had. But yeah. the I guess you know he probably knew that the pace Scotty had, and if he wasn't going to do it there, like he said, and we didn't see it on the TV, we saw them entering the final sector together. Mm-hmm. But Scotty had like a couple of car length gap on him. Mm. Now when it cut back because then it went to a bit of a midfield battle and then when it cut back to the two of them they were coming down to the second last corner turn 17 and Jamie was right on him so it wasn't until the interview later because I said to myself I'm thinking geez he was closer than I thought he was going to be actually I thought Scotty was going to pull a you know half a car out of sort of turn 14 15 16 and Mm. he's got two and a half clear Mm. but it wasn't the case Jamie was able to have a go lock the rears yes slid into him you know that was all done and dusted Um, but yeah it wasn't until the interview later where Jamie turned around and said, yes, yeah, Scotty made a little blue um, uh, through turn 14 and 15 and I was able to get a bit closer and I had to have a go. Yeah, but what I love, you know, we just we just had a, a fun whack at JLB, Jack LeBrock, about going around the outside and making mistake. Old seven-time champion, Jamie Wincup locked the brakes and went up and underneath and slid up and had a crack too and mm. banged straight. So I love it that... that um, that intensity, that ferocity, that moment, you've got to have a go. And I love that JLB tried to have a go, even yep. though I was kind of going outside and it was dumb. He just Outside suicide, mate. mate. I told my kid that in go-karting. <laughs> Get outside suicide, no good. Double stack. What is it, match tyres, something special <laughs> yeah. around the outside? Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I, that's one of the things I loved about this weekend is we did see mistakes. Jamie made a mistake. JLB made a mistake. There was Scotty made a mistake. Scotty made a mistake. There were mistakes going on everywhere, and I love that. Means that they're not robots; they are human, and they're trying very hard. And Taylor Ben's a damn hard place to pass. Mm. And when you've got half a sniff of getting a pass, as he said, uh, Scotty Mack made a mistake in fourteen fifteen, so I was a little closer to him. When you've got a half a chance to pass, you've got to take it. Mm. And then if it's a low percentage pass, and let's be honest, turn seventeen. You got to have a real good run to make it through turn seven and unscathed because the exit closes in on you. So that's always going to be if you can get the inside done, the out, the exit's going to be the issue there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love the fact that he had a crack, made a mistake, and knocked the two front. Did runners. you pass anyone there on the weekend? I fell off at turn 17. <laughs> I think I got past, and I think when I came back in, I might have broken my car. But the old, yeah, the old yeah. turn 17 god, maybe he yeah. just wished a little bit of oil on that, that turn. <laughs> and uh, Matty McKeldon did the old slipperoonie, and see you later, mate. Oh, I might have done that. I, I too may have made an error at turn 17. <laughs> oh, we go. Except Jamie had all the spare, uh, Scotty and Jamie had all the spare parts to fix it. I didn't. You did have a so. great view on uh, on the Sunday, though. So, 
you know, class. I had a great view on the Sunday, yeah, <laughs> down at Matt Stone Racing and the and the uh, Yellow Cover Commodore. I was down there watching on Kubota the Kubota Commodore. Oh, well, it is. We do have Kubota on it. Yeah. I was welcomed nicely. <laughs> well, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. If you want clean wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. You're listening to the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, and together we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it all thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Do you believe it is literally less than a month away from Bathurst? And geez, for a year wow. that nothing's happened, it's gone by pretty fast. <laughs> oh, it has. And I, I don't know about you boys, but I love the fact that Bathurst is going to be our grand final this year. Like every year we say, oh, Bathurst is our grand final, and then we go off and do another three or four rounds. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like the fact that we're going to finish off at Bathurst, and we're not far away. It's going to be an early finish to the season being October, Stevie J. Normally we run into December, mm-hmm. but uh, this will give a great chance for all the families to get back and 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 drivers be with their families and crews be with their families. And uh, I cannot wait, even though there'll only be what is it, four thousand people a day? Yeah, and yet you can have forty thousand at first. Yeah, yeah. Even though you can have forty thousand at an NRL Grand Final, no problem. It's bizarre. I don't. Oh, I'm, I really don't understand the the whole. You know the rules and regs and how they're calculating it I, I, I don't get it and let's be honest that's at a place that's on probably 300 acres hmm. yes you know what I mean yeah it's crazy anyway we're not talking about that no. uh, right now though yes. it is time for our <laughs> race rewind this is the driver's seat race rewind alright for this week's uh, race rewind I thought we'd look back at 2016. Yes, it was one of the most incredible Bathurst 1000s in history. Will Davison holding off SVG after Jamie Wincup copped a 15-second penalty for a dramatic late crash. Do you reckon we should dig up that audio, guys? Oh, I reckon because <laughs> Scaife goes off his head. They're off, they're off, they're all off. And now, in case you forgot what happened, here we go. <laughs> They've stopped on 136 oh, down the inside. He goes, he's into the side of him. They run into each other. He's walked out, mate. He's going to redress. He's going to redress. But look at this. Look at this. The only word we missed from Scaife was, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, and and it, was, it was hard for Will uh, with Techno there because they were kind of up the front most of the year, but not, not really up the front. I think SVG was more up the front at Techno than, than Wilbur was. But it, all the – and we saw it again last year, Stevie J. The only thing that people remember – about that whole race was that incident and not really who won because it went on legal and, you know, they had oh, law cases. And appeal. And it wasn't, it wasn't the stuff final. you want to see. It wasn't like a final because you, yeah. everyone's got to remember the race isn't done when the car crosses the line. It's 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 unofficial um, up until the point, until everything's ticked off and 
You know, there's um, all the reports and all of the yeah, all the, reports, the judiciary gets done and all protests, that kind of stuff, but, whatever else. But then it become then you know after all that's done, it might take a day, it might take three hours, it might take two weeks. Typically, you know? it doesn't though. But in no. this instance, it went to. Did it go to the Supreme Court? Did no, it, I don't think it got there. I don't think it actually didn't get there. there. I seem to remember some file vision of watching Jamie and Dutto and RD firing into court into a, in a yeah, suit. I think much. that one was the Jamie passing the safety car one. Was that 2015? That, one, was that? that was yep. in the suit there. Right, okay. It's the, anyway, it, so, it is the third year in a row wow. that Jamie is blind winning Bathurst. Imagine how many Bathurst Jamie, imagine how many Bathurst Jamie would have won if, if those little silly mistakes didn't happen. Mm, yes, cow. not going to make it, Jamie. Now, this, um, this is one thing yes, that I thought... Hello, I, my dark friend. <laughs> this, is one of the, this is one of the things that I brought up, which is why I wanted to have a look-see at the 2016 Bathurst 1000 Top 10. Uh, if you have a look at all of those drivers in there, I've put a whole bunch of names in red. Those are all the drivers that are going to be on the grid in the 2020 Bathurst 1000. Look at those wow. names. Isn't that wow. crazy? Oh, you've missed one. You've settled someone short. Dave Russell. He's going to be on the grid. Who's he with? Dave Russell is co-driving with Jacobson. So you've gone a little early there. There you yes. go. There you go. But yeah, I mean, look at the names. There are names all up and down. And let's look. three quarters of the co-driver field are ex full timers. So let's look at the ones that aren't going to make it there: Alex Premer, Cam McConville, Luca Yildon, who, by the way, I saw on the weekend. God, he's fit. I hate him. Jeez, he's like in his forties. So Is that fit. why you like me? Because yeah. I'm not fit. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, I, did, you, I did a video on I the make weekend. You feel better. Absolutely, I did a video on the weekend. Front, uh, standing beside Paul Morris, we did a tin tops thing together. I like doing videos with people like you and Paul Morris because y'all make me look thin. I don't like doing videos <laughs> with Luke Yildon. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So Ash Walsh. Interesting. Did we see Ash last year? Or is he now no, going no, out he, to be an accountant? No, full time accountant. No, I don't Ash, really Ash was with um, with uh, Timmy Slade last year. It was so. This is good. To, so well, he so didn't Ash get to drive. That's why we didn't see him because oh, Tim went right, out first because lap. Tim went out. That's why I don't remember him. Poor Ash. So we're not seeing Ash back this year. Genuinely good guy, Ash. Mm. Really like Ash. Uh, and Dave Russell, uh, as I say, is going to be driving. But we caught we we weren't sure whether Tim Blanchard was going to come back. Stevie J and he's been he's been Confirmed. matched up with Macaulay, mm-hmm. yep. which was interesting. Remember last year he was actually with Percat, so there must have been he was. and Macaulay had Dean Canto. Dean in Canto, he, he did. did. So, so um, yeah. So Tim's obviously driving his uh, own sponsored car again this year. So that'll be interesting to see how he goes, mm. because again, he's not driven anything at all this year. Uh, so he does a bit of a John O. Webb, who was confirmed with Alex Davison, I think. Correct. Uh, he he does that. Actually, surprised me too. I didn't think John would do oh, it. I didn't think John would do it either. But you know. He doesn't have to pay himself a wage, I suppose, yes, so he can jump in and do it. And uh, just to complete it too, Chris Pith is teaming up with uh, Steve Owen. Genuinely happy about that. Yeah. Genuinely happy. Steve O is an, an entirely underrated driver. 100%. And an entirely underrated bloke. I think he is a bloody great bloke. He and is if you a ever great get bloke. the opportunity to sit and have a beer with Steve O. Well, he won't he, have a beer, but he'll have well, a wine with you. He'll have a wine, <laughs> possibly a red. Yes. The dry sense of humour that comes from Steve O oh, will phenomenal. keep you in stitches forever. You never see it. On screen, you never see it on a race weekend, but away from the race weekend, he and Craig Baird together. I have never spent a funnier day than working with him, he and Craig Baird. Yeah, two of the funniest guys in pit lane. Yeah, 
No, I agree. I agree. So it's it, good to see him back. Absolutely. And he's a guy that he hasn't turned up with a. He's got no money. No, zero. So <laughs> zero. And I for mean, anyone there no saying cashier. that, oh yeah, and, and that surprised me too because of Team Sydney. Um, I thought they would try to snavel some sort of sponsorship from a young driver or whatever it might be. Yeah. So we both said that. Um, but it's not to be. Like no. Steve Owen hasn't got any money. In fact, he wouldn't do it unless he's getting paid. Uh, and he might be getting paid very little. But Would it be 20 years? Would it be 20 Bathursts for Steve-O? Probably close to, yeah, absolutely. I reckon it, I reckon it would have to be. Andy's one of the guys, in his, he's in his early 40s now, and I love the fact that he's, uh, he's got another... Another drive. I think it's fabulous. Holding it up for the uh, for the old blokes in pit lane. <laughs> there's, just, there's still a chance for next year, Matty. Um, just make sure you no, get No, there's not on. for me, bro. <laughs> get your super licence points up. <laughs> That's what we've learned. <laughs> well, I've looked at the super licence form and there's no TA2 championship points get allocated for it, so... <laughs> I'm no good. Well, that was our... Uh, what was that? That was, that was our race rewind. <laughs> that was a race rewind. <laughs> that was our race rewind. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. We'll wrap it all up next right here on the show. Get your texts in 0433-981116 on the temper text if you want to have your say. One more segment up next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're building Australia as we wrap up. Uh, the rumour mill, gentlemen, seem to be mm. saying that all signs are pointing to Channel 7 to be announced allegedly tomorrow as the official partner of Supercar's broadcast rights. Ooh. Have we got a scoop there? Uh, no. No, no I don't know. It's a worst kept secret in pit lane. <laughs> yes, Channel 7 is coming back. And funnily enough, when the rumours started to circulate a couple of weeks ago, I did happen to notice on Sunrise, you know, my friends Koshi and, and Sam, uh, that the all of a sudden uh, the supercars it's... were being covered in the sports section, oh, which never they? got covered. Yeah, Barretts, yeah. who's a ripping guy, Barretts, Barretts loves it though. Loves it. Part former pit lane reporter and, and former part of the telecast. Clearly, very happy for it to come back, and all of a sudden, it was being covered in the uh, in the seven years. So, yeah, great news! It's coming back. Um, I think most importantly, we've talked about it very clearly on this show that we believe Stevie J that there needs to be a larger free to air component to the broadcast. And the rumor, as I understand it at the moment, and we wait for the announcement tomorrow, is that absolutely there will be more free to air for our fans to watch. Because Still, won't all be free to air. No, no, it won't be all free to air, but there'll be more content yep. uh, for our free-to-air friends. So, um, But as I've said before, if you can't afford all the Foxtel thing, go and get KO. I don't have Foxtel. I've got KO mm. and it's amazing. 20 bucks a month or 22 a month, outstanding. It is quite good. Uh, the other thing that, that I found very interesting is this actually, because when you think of all the stuff that Seven's got rights for, um, I mean, they do AFL, cricket, horse racing, the VFL, Waffle, all that lot, sort of local state-based footy leagues. Plus, they've got all the TCR Australia and ARG group of categories. Everyone's going, yep. where are they going to put supercars? Where you? Well, you've got multi-channels. And the point of all this is to have content every single weekend. So maybe on a mm. weekend where you've got TCR, um, that'll be on 7, mate. And then the following weekend, you're just 
habitually treat people. All right, if I want to watch Prime Motorsport, seven mates where I go to, I don't care what it is, I'll find all the best stuff there. Channel 10 proved that with MotoGP, that if you put it on 10 bold, you'll get a lot of people's eyeballs on it. Correct. Mm. Digital channel, digital platforms are the way to go, and Seven's going to embrace that. And uh, remember that James Warburton, the former head of supercars, is now the head of Channel 7 as well, and also on the board of ARG. So Warbo is is out there grabbing every single one of the things that he can using all the contacts that he's got, and he's brought them all in house. And you know what? I don't give a I genuinely don't give a toss whether it's on seven ten nine or ABC as long as it's on more free to air for our fans. I don't care where it is. So genuinely, they, I don't. They reckon the word on the street is that they'll be broadcasting six marquee races per season live. Is that enough? Mm. Yeah, probably as long as the non-marquee races, you can catch a, a good replay of highlights on a second-tier digital, mm-hmm. fine. I think that's fine. So if you get Adelaide 500, Gold Coast 600, uh, Bathurst, Bathurst Sandown, Sandown uh, the final round, Newcastle, if we go by our normal schedule, like a Newcastle, and then what are you going to miss? Perth, Simmons, Winton, mm. Queensland Raceway if it was on? It depends if they That's put right, some night it? races too. Mm. Darwin, right. Darwin will be the other live Darwin one. Darwin will be the other live Darwin, one. Darwin, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you take that out, then you've got, yes, you've got Perth, you've got uh, Winton, Phillip Island's not there. On KO, you mean? not there. <laughs> so, no, free to wear. Yeah, but... That won't be... It'll be highlights. Yeah, it'll be highlights. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I think our fans are okay with that. As long as you get those six... Oh, no, you won't. Yeah. There'll be some that aren't <laughs> happy with that. Well, they'll bitch and moan, but that's okay. They're, they're entitled to do that. Yeah, but. For the next five years, it'll still be, oh, yeah, good to see it's on free-to-air, not... You know, wish it was on free-to-air. And and the other thing... And I get that, but... I, so do oh, I. It's, it's but just, it's also a revenue thing, and yep. it's a business, and we've got to understand that. But the other thing, Nimsy, which I was surprised at when I read, and it'll be interesting to see whether the numbers get confirmed or not, this previous deal that we've just done which was six years was 240 million the deal that they're talking about now is a five-year deal for 200 million mm. good deal it's not bad because the last deal was a barnstormer and probably from a revenue point of view to the teams save the championship and for that for them to be able in this climate to be able to negotiate that again if the numbers are correct at 200 mil for a five-year deal well done. So what was it? What was it previous? Six years, 240. Yeah. And this one is apparently five years, 200. Yeah. Not bad. Like, that's a ripping deal. Mm. That's a great deal. So the commercial guys... But when are, you look at it, it's still nothing on the TV rights for football. No. But we're not, we're not a football... It's we're not so different, isn't it? But What's, what, Nimsy, you're a football guy well, the, and you live in a football town. What's the TV rights for AFL? Oh, you're into the billions. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. a, it's a fair bit. Mm. But at yeah. the same time, on that topic, um, it's worth more... Like, Super Rugby right now is in a lot of trouble because their TV deal oh, needs to... More than the early settlers. Mm. No sponsor, no TV deal. Yeah, same with the A-League. Their major off the from day one sponsor in Hyundai is in talks to pull out. Same with Foxtel. Um, they just don't have it. people are talking about Optus will jump on board but at the same time Optus is like yeah nah we're good with the Premier League you know the thing that everyone actually watches and wants to well they can't afford it because they've just partnered with Danny Ricardo. yeah so, so Optus <laughs> yes, have they yes on his helmet you'll see at the next Grand Prix a big yes okay. across the uh, the chin visor the, the chin visor the, chin across visor. the chin, the chin, chin visor. visor what is it chin I'll tell you what, tell you what. <laughs> chin visor if you want some prime 
marketing on a chin visor, someone needs to get something on Timmy Slade's helmet. Yeah. Vimsy <laughs> <laughs> with a zinger at the end. Oh, That's a fair chin. Dear. That's a. I was going to do a cartoon script once. Timmy could advertise Great Keppel Island on that thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Island of the Bahamas. Oh, jeez. We hope you enjoy your stay. <laughs> fair chin. Hey, good luck to Timmy too. About to become a dad. He and Danny. Yep. Yes. Danny's about to have a baby, I reckon, in the next week or two. Could be in the next week. Yeah, the old slow so dog. Go. It's going to be a big yeah. year for him. About to be, a, be about to be a dad, and <laughs> and I and I'm I am not going to say who, where, why, or when. But the jungle drums are beating. He'll be back full time next year. Oh, there you go. Oh, there's a scoop at the end of the show. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Mm, very, very In discussions. Interesting stuff there. But uh, look, that wraps up the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Big thank you to everyone for jumping on board the text. A big thank you too to Andre Heimgartner for jumping on the show, lads. We're counting down towards Bathurst, but we've still got Tail and Bend 2.0, the OTR, the Bend Super Sprint. Should be a good one. Good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's bring some carnage next weekend. Should be mm. I want to see it. Should be a dream. From this. P3 back. <laughs> no, you're well. not there. You're not there. <laughs> <laughs> no team lines here, bro. Right. That about wraps no up the driver's seat. Here. We'll see you next week. Don't go anywhere. Damien Watson up next with the overnight crowd. Thanks, Nimsy. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.